0: Good evening everyone. Welcome to, to Yin Yang the podcast episode 10. We are live tonight. I know that everyone sees a new face. So we're just going to start with saying that we do have Ms. Cassandra on the live with us tonight who is Homegirl Home on both TikTok and Instagram. So please go follow her, hit her up, talk to her if you need anything hello hello so we're gonna before we start at the beginning of every podcast we play our disclosure to make sure that everybody knows um so we're gonna go ahead and play that disclosure now yin yang the podcast does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear This podcast is completely opinion-based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. All right. So, with that being said, tonight's topic is going to be disrespect in relationships. So. Start so off. to start off tonight, I'm going to go ahead and just pass the mic over to Sheena. Yes. Our topic is a heavy one tonight, but it's a
1: all too familiar one because, you know, a lot of people deal with the, you know, this disrespect in relationships. And I actually got a poem here I'm gonna read to you guys. Um, that's based on our topic. So I'm just gonna go ahead with it. Um a lot of my poetry is like spoken word. So this to give you a kind of how um, I flow with my writing. So here we go. Relationships are hard. Disrespect cross lines. Love can't stand. It's disrespectful when she called your phone. It's disrespectful when you allowed her touch. It's disrespectful when you told me lies. Relationships can cause burdens. Disrespect ruins hearts love can't save. It's disrespect to be disloyal. It's disrespect to be dishonest. It's disrespect to fake love, the one true love you had in your corner. Repeated disrespect
2: just ends relationships. What do they doing? in the and, and the
3: truth <laughs> and the poetry ring Snap the fingers <laughs> yeah,
1: You know how they do it The fingers snap What's that old movie They used to do the finger snap
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, that, was, so that was With really that good. being said yeah. it, it was really good And it's the truth I mean mm-hmm. With and that I being said, said That kind of says a lot right as a writer from you because you know you people that write poetry typically write from experience not from you know common knowledge Right. Um, so what do what do you feel is the most disrespectful thing that you've ever dealt with in a relationship then and that has a follow-up question after you answer
1: because you always play devil advocate look at you over there smiling and cheesing because you know you're going to play devil advocate and we want to go back and forth <laughs> like we always do. She's, she's already got the questions locked and loaded. Okay, and she always put me on the spot. She wanted me to pick my brain. Okay. So what was the question? now? That's, that's what
0: we're here for. All right. All right. So question number one, and I'm going to ask Cassandra the same so question just so um, we're clear. Right? Um, so the first part, part one of the, for the question is... What is- What is the worst disrespect that you encountered in relationships?
2: Well, I would
1: say, like, one of the worst in my book is I'm really big on honesty. Like, I mean, being truthful. So one of the big ones, like, I guess in my book would be, being lied to because, you know, coming from the past that I came from, it's like I have real bad, like trust issues. So one of the ones is just that loyalty, dis disloyal, lo- disloyal, dishonest. So it's like that leads okay. to okay. the disrespect. But I get to are you talking about like, you know, overall or like certain instances, like, you know, what something happened to me that I was like the ultimate disrespect? Um
2: I guess it would be like my uh
1: my ex the only thing I, I well the one thing above all is I was gonna go ahead and say is when my ex cheated on me and then got had a baby with the girl. So that was like the ultimate incident that happened as far as disrespect. Okay,
0: okay. Now, what's your part? Following? Part two question. of the same question. Why did you stay with them, Why did you stay with them after that happened?
3: Ooh.
0: She digging deep, yeah, Mike go- tr- drop. <laughs> going Listen, I'm gonna answer the same oh, question, y'all. I promise.
1: Get ready, just go ahead and get it ready. She gonna? Oh,
0: oh I, I'm ready.
1: Get you too, next. Um, I am. I am so ready. ready. A lot of people, relationship, like I said, with the poem, like relationships are just hard because it takes a lot of give and take, and I like when you. I guess give your all into a relationship, and you give your all into that person, and you want to you see something in them, or you see yourself, you know. I guess being in a future with them, or you in love with them, or you love them to a certain extent, then you want to hold on to, you know, whatever it is that you have or had with them. You you know you remember the good times, you remember this and that and third, especially like. If you came from like, you know, a background where you feel, you know, you needed that person or you need that person to, you know, not survive, but, you know, feel like, you know, and you're in your safe spot. So a lot of times I think, and I know it's like with me, I find myself in the same predicament. is like you want to hold on to that because you don't want to, you know something different you don't you know it's the same you're comfortable you don't want to let go of that comfort because you're scared to go to the unknown so you put up or you deal with disrespect you deal with different things until you get strong enough to let go
3: and I know you got another follow up. I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you, Sheena. I promise. I am laughing at Amanda, where she's been ready. I got a part what three. Go the
0: part three. Listen, because it just came to me, and that's how it's got to flow, man. Because because now we're all invested in this situation that happened with this ex man, and and so I need to know what was the final straw. Like, how far was too far for you to be like, okay, you know what? I can't do this when anymore. When what did happened? or what happened to make the how far is too happen? far happen for you to, for you to finally say, you know what? I wash my when hands. When you
1: get tired of being sick and tired, like at some point, and this is what I, I, why I preach. About and, I'm, so hard.
0: and I'm not talking about all, I'm talking about that direct situation. The, right. the person that had a baby on you.
1: When you get, like I said, tired of being sick and tired of giving your, 110 percent and they just continue to act like they don't give a shit then you get fed up and tired and then you just you get to a point where you just be like I'm tired sick and tired of being tired and you already tell yourself you can't ignore the red flags anymore because you see them like we all see like We've been in relationships where we see red flags pop up, but we don't want to acknowledge them. We just, you know, slide them underneath the rug, bypass them and deal with them later. But it comes a time when you get tired of dealing with the red flags or you're dealing with, you know, the disrespect and things are not going better. Things are not, you know, moving step forward. We're not getting anywhere and you're still in that hurt. And you get tired of being in that hurt spot. So you just, it's like, wake up, a light bulb go off in your head and you're like, okay, enough is enough. And you get strong enough to walk away when you say enough is enough. And that's why I preach and go so hard in my life coaching with self-love because been through that you got to love yourself enough to know when to say when is enough that you're not going to put up with it you're going to demand more respect and know that if you're not getting the respect that you need or you didn't have enough of the disrespect in your relationship that you know when to walk okay okay
0: no, no, and I—I yeah. I mean, yeah, I—I I completely agree, and I think that every—and I'm not even going to say every woman, every person on the planet has been at that point, you know, you know, even if it was something some that for some people may seem stuff. frivolous or something like that, you know, like even in high school, you, you get, get to a point where you're tired of the disrespect that you receive so, you know, from somebody that you think so you're I, building with. So I, I completely know. agree with you, with you, Sheena. And guess what? And guess what? You don't have. To- you don't have to feel like the victim anymore. I'm going to move over to Cassandra and ask her the same questions. <laughs> Cassandra.
3: Okay. Okay. So the first question being, what, when, what do I consider to be what? one of the most disrespectful things, right? That has happened to you. That has, that has happened to me. I think we all can agree with t- with what... what Sheena. sheena said the, the lies right so, of course the lining the cheating um, um those are just like common i feel like those are almost not even like opinions that those are disrespectful it's more like a fact like that that's like crossing a line right unless you're in an open relationship um unless you're in an open relationship that you would see that as crossing a line so i would agree with that um but for me i i kind of also take it a, a step uh, further um and to, and to me one of the most disrespectful things you can do really to me in any relationship whether it's a friendship uh, a boyfriend a husband a co-worker for me is cursing at me i have a, a really like like it's almost like a pet peeve of mine um where where if you curse at me i'm not saying you can't curse in front of me but cursing at me to me is crossing a line I, i'm not okay with that i always give credit to my parents my my parents weren't cursers and that's not why it's that they didn't, they never cursed them. so the way i always saw it is if my parents don't talk to me that way no one has the right to talk to me that way that Way, you know, And I always okay. felt like that from a young age. And I remember when I was younger, uh, um, I had a boyfriend in high school and he cursed at me. I was ready to leave him. I was I was ready to break up with him because of it. Um, my mom, however, encouraged me to stay with him now to, to defend my mom. Cause I know some people are like, Oh, they're going to come for my mom. Do not come for my mom. My mom um, has been on disability for a long time. She um, has been physically sick for a long time. And unfortunately when, especially like a really, this is over 15 years ago, um, you know, they, they didn't know how to treat it. So they just like medicate, medicate, medicate. So to me, it was the, the medications cause she would have never normally have told me that she would have encouraged me like leave him, but she was not herself. So she did encourage me to stay with him. And then the verbal abuse of just like that one time cursing at me turned into more cursing at me, turned into putting me down, turned into putting his hands on me. And so even more so now I kind of see it as a, as a gateway. If you, if you don't stop that disrespect from the beginning, It is is likely that it's going to escalate. It may not always escalate to physical abuse. I'm not saying that, that as soon as someone curses at you, they're going to get physical with you. No, but to me, once that line is crossed, it's really hard to then go back, right? If you let someone curse at you, call you, you know, the B word, you know, put you down. If you don't stop it right away or even like leave that person right away. Six, six months down the line, you really think you're going to tell me, look, you know, when you say these things to me, like they're really hurtful. Like you think they're just going to, going to change that. It's, it's one of those things that I would, say, I would say when, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. So to me, so to me when you talk to me that way, I'm going to believe that you are not capable of respecting me. So I would say that is, um, a lot of people think it's no big deal and that's on them, right? That this is more of like an opinion. This one's more of an opinion Yeah. Um. that I would say cursing at me is. Is completely disrespectful, unacceptable. I, I really don't care who you are. I'm, I'm not okay with it.
0: No, <laughs> no, and that's that's a great, great, great way to put it, to yes, put it. You're because you're you're problem. attacking the problem yes. from the beginning. Yes. Yeah, and that yes, because um, you yes. didn't, you didn't say like you didn't say like, hey, the verbal abuse or the physical abuse. You said, listen, the beginning. I knew then, then that, this that this was a problem. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it it confirmed it because I always felt like, no, don't talk to me that way. Like, don't, don't, don't talk to me. Because what gives you the consent for me? For me, it was like, what gives you the right? My parents didn't, didn't talk to me that way. So what gives you the right? to talk to me that way, especially if I'm being respectful to you. Like if I don't talk to you that way, I would never put you down. I wouldn't ever curse that to call you, call you names. Like that's, that's, that's not, that's not okay. And I don't care who it is. It's not okay. It's crossing. It's just crossing a line to me. It clearly says to me, you, you doing that to me says to me, you don't respect me. Right.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So let me hit you with part two. So with that being said, so I got to switch your part two up a little bit. Because I don't know your background or your story. whereas Mm -hmm. I know a little bit more about Sheena's. So, um, with that being said, at the point that you wanted to walk away and you you were encouraged to stay with him, that makes sense. So, that's why you stayed then. But when it then escalated to verbal abuse, why did you you stay? So, So for, for me... Two reasons. I
3: was I was young. I'm, talk- I'm talking about I was 14. <laughs> so we are young and dumb, you know. Um, two kind of similar to what Sheena said when when you when you start off with someone usually in the beginning there's like that honeymoon phase, right? um so one, one this person was was my best friend before we were best friends he asked me out a bunch of times I kept saying no uh, I'm like look we're friends let's just keep it that way he kept on asking me I finally said yes I broke up with him a week later because I was his best friend I knew who he was right when someone shows you who they are you <laughs> believe them so I knew who he was I broke up with him and he hysterically cried and I was like taken aback because I'm like in in my mind we could just go back to a week ago we could just go back to being best friends no biggie right like but he like hysterically cried was like please like you don't know how much i care about you so i stayed and, for, and this was before the abuse this is literally a week after saying yes to being his girlfriend so um i would say the first six months everything was chef's kiss perfection and then things, things started going down and at that point i was already in love you know you know and i know what people are thinking like okay you were 14 you weren't in love right. i'm 35 i am married i'm married to uh to china's brother <laughs> um and and i love him but even loving him people always say, when you get older you'll realize it wasn't love no I, I did love him at 14 i did our families knew each other my parents were um together since they were 14 so to me being with someone forever from the age of 14 was very very possible. My parents were that. They were high school sweethearts. So to me, it was like, well, look, they met at 14. They've been together ever since. They're still together now. Like, so to me, that example was like, this could be real. Like, and I did love him. And like I said, I was young and dumb. So I stayed because I'm like, well, maybe we can get back to that six months, or we can get back to who he was as as my friend. Um that's so that's I why stayed I stayed, just the- hoping like, that, like, okay, they're gonna go back to that. Like, I saw how great he could be, but just because someone can can be great doesn't mean they are great. Or right? even bad people can be good to somebody, and they're still bad people. Yep. Even though they have good moments, they may have sweet moments, and they may be good to to some people, but they could still be a bad person. Um. So that's why I stayed. Do you know my ex? <laughs> i do because i know you (laughs) i do because thought does not to stay next um but but yeah i mean it's it's a a common thing right but he was young too and not that to make excuses because wrong is wrong i don't care really how old you are there's certain lines that again that can't that should not be crossed it's even sadder to me that he was so young and, and abusive then um.
0: No shade. no shade to him but I, I, I just hope, hope I hope that he's hope. grown hope. I hope. so what was I the hope. final moment to end everything between the two of you?
3: The final moment was because every time he cheated on me he always like I always heard he like kissed another girl I was always like oh yeah he made out with so and so which not that it makes it any better I'm not saying that Um, he. It, it finally came out that he had sex with someone else and then that's when I was like and, and and I I hate to say it I stayed with him, I stayed with him and being com- completely vulnerable. The first time we had sex after I just I'm, like everything he was doing to me, I saw in my mind him doing to her, and I was like, I I thought I could do this, I thought I could forgive you, but I can't. Like I I can't forgive you. Um, so that was um to get to that point when it's time to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, and I was 16, so I was with him for, for two years. So for a good year and a half, I did, um, I did deal with it, but then I made an a, a, a point to never, ever, ever get into that situation again. I feel like at such a young age for two years, I went through the cheating. I went through the lies. I went through the disrespect, the verbal abuse, the physical abuse. And I walked out of that knowing that I never want to experience that ever again. I was so stressed. Like, there was even a time my hair was falling out. Like like for such a young age i i i I give god the glory and the credit um because i just feel like for me to have that mentality so young to then not fall into the same like habit um i just knew that i was like okay i i I don't want somebody unless it's real that wasn't real that wasn't real love i loved him for real but he didn't love me for real so that was not real love so at 16 i was like i don't want this like little dating this little hooking up like i didn't i didn't want none of it it wasn't going to be real, and that's why I was single for a long time. Because at sixteen, who's, who's who wants real, right? Like who who wants that deep connection, that real deep connection? Nobody. So um, so I stayed single for a long time until that, that said I I knew I. You can I, I didn't hear that, Sheena. Oh no, I'm just saying sometimes you if you meet the right person
1: at sixteen or you can you know feel that way, but it has to be genuine on both sides.
3: And what what boy is 16 wants that right to be together forever to be loyal to be committed like that's what I wanted because I had the opposite. I had what it was to not be committed to not be loyal to not have respect, you know, and I so that's why I knew I was like, I just don't, I just never want to experience this (laughs) ever again. And not to say that, you know, I remember my, my friend one time said you're too picky. Because I would talk to guys, I would get to know guys, but that's how I then knew that they weren't for me, because I would see I would see who they were and I would believe them. My one had said sometime, You're too picky. And I, I told her I said, Tell me one guy that I told you about that you felt that I should have given a chance and I didn't. And she stayed quiet because there was no one. I was like, Exactly, there was nobody, girl. I'm not gonna date someone just for the sake of dating someone. I'm I'm good. I could do battle by myself. <laughs> now, I'm to play devil's advocate now
1: oh because <laughs> you i just about the point that you um that i uh, well, question i want to ask because you also yes. talked yes. about you know going through that physical abuse along with the mental abuse with the verbal abuse you know them talking down to you and that's when you know you have that mental abuse it messes with your self-esteem really so what do you find more disrespectful? I'm asking because i also been through both sides. Like, you know, I was in a relationship with Adam's dad. He, um, he put his hands on me. So that was at the point where <laughs> I said I had enough and I walked away. So my question is to play devil's advocate. What do you think is more disrespectful is the... Verbal abuse or the physical abuse.
2: Um
3: that's that's a really hard question to answer. Can I chime in?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So and this is just my opinion. I too have been through both sides and both aspects. So I can tell you, I can tell you that physical abuse, physical abuse, I bounce, I bounce from back from relief first, fast. And this is just me personally, because, because
2: it's, a physical it's a physical
0: scar. scar. It happened. I move, I move forward. Verbal. Verbal abuse sticks in your head. You know, you, know, you might be able to forget that that person well, put their hands on you, you life and life you, life you life might life be able to let that slide, you know, You know, but every time you look in the mirror, you're going to remember when they called you ugly. You're going to remember when they told you you were too fat. You're going to remember the times they told you you were too stupid to understand what they were saying to you. You know, verbal abuse hits you on such a different level. And I'm not saying physical abuse has no toll. But verbal abuse sticks around a lot longer than the physical abuse does. And that's just my opinion. It did for me. I don't know about other people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just my opinion on that.
3: I I I would for me... I I would, I would say in my book, they're, they're, they're kind of equal, um, because, and I think for, for me, I, I, I was, I was a little more, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say stubborn, but I didn't really let, like, the, the cheating hurt me probably more than anything, more than the physical, more than the, um, More than the the verbal, because every time he apologized and he told me he was going to change, I truly believed him. It wasn't like I thought, no, you're not. And I stayed with him. I was just like, "Okay," like he said, he's going to be again because I had that six months of just like perfection. We were best friends before that. I knew how great he could be. So I'm like, "Okay, we're going to just go back to that so i would say uh, everyone is different i think it's also the severity right somebody who got stabbed 16 times might say the physical abuse more than the verbal abuse you know um so for me to, to be honest the thing that hurt that bothered me more than anything was the cheating because every time he apologized i i truly forgave i wasn't that girl that was like okay i forgive you but then kept throwing it in his face or when he said he was gonna go out you're gonna cheat on me aren't you like i wasn't i, I when i forgave i truly mm-hmm. forgave i truly moved on i didn't hold it against him or over his head i didn't bring it up like so so every time it was like a wound all over again when i'm like wow like again like you like you you told me you were gonna change so um, for me i definitely think everything's different but um when i think of other people in the past and what they've said to me i do agree with amanda that does stick that does does stick stick. which which i hate i hate that it stuck but um it it does i i do get it the verbal abuse does kind of kind of stick have a longer, have a long-lasting effect.
0: All right. So I guess since I hit y'all with those questions, it's my turn to answer them. It is them.
2: your turn. Oh
0: All right. All right, so um, a lot of my followers don't really know a lot about my past relationships. The two on here do, so this isn't going to come as, like, a big shock to them, but trigger warning for all of those listening. Um, So the worst piece of disrespect I think that I ever dealt with, that I felt was the most disrespectful thing I ever dealt with, is in my marriage. um. I was sitting at home, was sitting at home um, um, waiting on, on my, my anniversary dinner. Um, um, I got all dolled up. I looked all perfect. So I was ready to go, hit the town. And now, mind you, I didn't go out, I didn't go out uh, a lot. Um, I, I was in the house a lot. I worked a lot and, and I focused on uh, chasing my dreams and so, things like that. So well, I right. didn't go out and do so, a lot of things. So I know, I know what sounds oh, dumb, like going out yeah. to eat, to dinner, to That's some so, people, that was a really big deal for me. I don't, I don't, don't well do really well out in social settings so, a lot. So I was super excited, I was super excited all day long. And then five, and then five, five. Then five o'clock came. And then, six and then six o'clock came. And then seven, o'clock, and then seven came. o'clock came. And I was like, okay, well. And he wasn't answering his phone, it was turned off. And I had no way to get a hold of him. And so I called his sister, um, who only lived like 20 minutes from us. And I was just like, hey, I was just wondering, was just wondering if you heard from so-and-so. Um, and she was like, um, oh, she was like, like no, I haven't. Sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. You know, no big deal. I just want to see if he was safe. But thanks. And I got off the phone. And then I was bored. Scrolling. You know, what we do. Scrolling on Facebook. And she was live. And she was just live. And she was like recording her TV because it was playing like some kind of Christmas movie. But in the, but in the TV i could I could see in the reflection that my that my husband was sitting on her couch with another, with another female and it's that and it's that point in my in my marriage that I realized number one, I was in it all by myself numbers, number two, he was clearly doing whatever he wanted with no regard to how it, to how it made me know, look or feel, and three, and three his family knew. Mm-hmm. And for me, the reason I say that's the most disrespectful thing I've had to deal with is because um, I can deal with a lot of things, but I'm a very private person. So you're not just out dogging me out and making me feel like crap and having to deal with it. You are doing it in front of people that smile in my face and tell me that they love and care about me. Yeah. So, so for me, that for was me, that was the ultimate, the ultimate disrespect. disrespect. So, question, so question number two, why did I stay? Did I stay? Well, well, and this is deep rooted and I don't know how many other people will relate to this, but I'm I just going to put it out there. Grew up, I grew up a girly girl. Also I also grew up and, and anyone that I'm knew me growing up knows, knows, I grew, this. I grew up the fat funny friend. I was, I was always overweight. I didn't know how to do my hair. I didn't know how to do my makeup. I went out of my way to be as intelligent as I could, because I felt like that was the only way society would accept me. So as I got older, I grew into my looks and I grew into all these things, but because of the deep rooted issue of always being the outcast growing up, all you all your, your friends about, talk about oh, oh you know even like, like I didn't have a bunch of boyfriends so and things like that but all my so friends would be like oh you know so me and so-and-so are going to college together and then we're going to get married by the time I hit 22 years old 80 percent of my friends were married almost almost 100 percent of them had children and I was just out here going dang um maybe I should get another degree so, so it was it was kind you know, of instilled so through old, my own insecurities and then all the things uh, that you learn growing up, growing up a girly girl like taught, I was taught you know not you know not by particular people, people right? but I was taught, right? I was taught you like don't women don't cut their hair it. and women walk, walk a certain right? way and women talk They're a certain right? way and women act a certain way and those aren't things my mother instilled those in me are the, those are things men that men around instilled in me instilled in me, in me and, and the only the only thing that my grandmother ever said is, "Baby, you got to learn, gotta learn to cook, so you can get that so ring." You can get that ring. <laughs> and so I grew up with the understanding that I was supposed to grow up and get married and be a good wife to some man, regardless, regardless of how bad it got. it got. And that's again, that's not something my mother instilled. You know, you know, and, and I mean, I mean, to this day, my mother will still tell you that I I should have walked out on her wedding day. Um. But But I stayed because I had fought my entire life to to find someone that thought I was as worthy as marriage as I thought I was. And when I found him... I was like like, darn like I found my one da 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 and so I kept telling myself that these little things of disrespect were just temporary problems that most marriages probably had but nobody discussed marriage issues aloud because I come from a private home so I was like you know everybody probably goes through this I just gotta get through it you know we just gotta talk it out and I did every single thing in my power to save my marriage even after I knew it was over yeah and but i did it all from a sense of i don't want to be the person that no. failed at marriage i get that so i get that um, but,
1: i mean i get that because i kind of felt that way but you don't want to fail and you're you like dang you fail something else because especially if you have so much other stuff that's in your life that doesn't go right. you be like, dang, there's one more thing I'm going to fail at. So you try and try, you know, to make it work. But in the end, it's like beating a dead horse.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important and please don't anyone take this as I'm saying to, to stay in a situation that you already know you need to get out of. But I do think it's it's important to feel like you did try everything because I think it helps you not to look back because if you don't then you think like well what if I did this or what if I did that or what if I could tell you now that what ifs are not going to matter I could tell you that but sometimes you got to prove things to yourselves right so again I'm not saying for anyone that when you're being disrespected people don't change, right? right? Like even ourselves and we want to make a change in ourselves. It's not easy for ourselves. So imagine us trying to change somebody else. We can't even change ourselves. I mean, my resolution right. for year after year has been to, to, to be, to, to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, right? Like do different things. Everyone does resolutions, but they don't actually change. So we can't even, it's hard to even change ourselves. How are we going to change yeah. other people? So I'm not saying let me make that clear. I'm not saying to stay at anyone in that situation. That's not what I'm saying. However, I do understand exhausting all options so that you don't look back and wonder. Because, you know, they always come back. When you leave, they always come back. They always hit you up, try to get you to come back. Always, always. And I always say, easy when you leave, when they're not looking for you. But, when, but when they start looking for you, that's when it's hard. When they start looking for you again. And it, you know, if you can then say, like, nah, like I really tried everything. There is nothing left for us to try. We tried it all. Um, so kudos to you ladies, because I know you both can 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 say that. Um, I know it came with a lot of struggles and a lot of pain, but um, I think it's important for you guys to be able to have that closure and fully move on, knowing that. Like no, like I gave it my my one hundred percent, and and there was nothing else to give, and there was nothing left, and that's why you left.
1: That's why, like when you Stop. get that closure and you get that moment of absolute, like you're done, you're done, done. Mm-hmm. Then if you call all they want to, you're not. It's not gonna phase you,
0: because you are
1: ready. Mm-hmm shut that door. Well,
0: and that, that takes me right into number three. Like, so my number three answer is, so what was the thing that made me ultimately decide I was done?
2: Um, um and, let
0: me, and let me tell you, it was a long road guys. It wasn't like a short, a short, cause I literally tried everything. I did, I did everything, everything I could to make my marriage. marriage work. And what was the final straw in our situation? The final, and now mind you, he had left multiple times before this. And I don't want to say, say I, begged I begged him to come home, but, I always, but I always found a way to entice him to return. You know, you know, whether it was emotions or begging or, you know, this is the vow that you made before God, who are you to now change your mind, whatever it was, you know, I I would use those situations to make him come home. But right after the whole um, Floyd thing happened. Um, and the black lives movement was a very large, you know, thing at the time. I don't know if y'all remember, but around that same time, the black militia came out Mm -hmm. and they were posting a lot of videos and stuff like that. Well, he got really tied up in those videos. Um, and he was very vulnerable and impressionable as a person because of his mental health state. Um, and that's not an excuse by far. Um, but that's just the the reality of why he got so caught up in it. Uh, Um, but I I remember him sitting at our front door. Now he had had came home convinced convinced that I had skipped work, um, so that I could meet with, um, I don't even know the name of the person, some guy that he made up in his head, um, that I met, he says that I met him at a gas station and we hooked up and then I came home. And that wasn't a true statement, but he was very angry and very upset about it. And that was just another thing that he would do when he was trying to go do something disrespectful. And so I had said to him, you know what, whatever it is that you want to go do, just go do it. But don't make me feel like crap just to do it. And he was like, well, wait, you're trying to get rid of me. That means you're up to something. So he then sat in front of our front door with a sawed off shotgun. And I sat. Afraid for my life on a couch as this man looked me in my face and told me he no longer wanted to be married to a white woman. And that's the first and only time in my entire life that I did not respond with anything but okay. And I let it sit like that. I went to bed, I went to bed, bed that, that night. night. I woke up the next day and he was like, hey, like you know, hey, I- when was- I-, I asked I- him flat out, like, hey, did you mean that? He and he I was felt- like, yes. And I, was, and I was like, okay, then I, I release you, go, go, go do go whatever, do whatever it is you want to do. And that, and that was, was that, I mean, that was the day he moved know, out, that, you, know, that you know, that was the end of our relationship, our relationship. and that, was, that okay. was okay. But, but Cassandra, you are completely right. At the point that I moved away and got my life back together. And I don't want to say got back together, y'all, because when I, when I walked, when I walked out, down, out of that marriage, I, I literally walked away with the clothes on my back. Um, and I put everything in my little tiny Kia car and I drove all the way to Georgia to my mama's house (laughs) and I was just like, Hey, um, I need to stay here. Um, so, but in doing that, you know, I had felt better, better and more free. And as as soon as I started to feel alive again and human again, and like, I deserved an opinion and a voice. All of, all of a sudden, he tracked me down, and all, and all of a sudden, he I was wasn't, like, "Listen, I was I wasn't in a good headspace. I have some mental health things, issues, you know, you know, da da da." And I was like, "No, because, because no, matter- no matter how hard, after that point, that you have, that you have been that hurt." It will never be what it was before. Just Just like the same, when you throw a wine glass, it's going to break into a million pieces (laughs) and you can glue it back together, but it's still never going to hold the liquid or the foundation that you need it to for a strong, healthy marriage. And at that point, I was just, I was done, you know, but if I hadn't exhausted all those options prior to that day, then I would have let that man say that to me and I would have got up the next day and I would have made his breakfast. uh, Because Because that's that's who I was as a person. Uh-huh. You know. But but with that, that being said, guys, I have I a have a new question. I, know, right. I have a new question too. Okay. Okay, do you want to do your question first? I do. Um that's why I said that.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. My question is, I know for for me, I can never tell you the answer is yes. Um but, but you guys And even for the people watching, um, were there red flags early on? Or were were you you completely, truly, truly, let's be really, I I know you guys keep it real here. So truly keeping it real, were you completely blindsided by the, the overall disrespect, whether it was the cheating, whether it was the lying, whether it was the physical or verbal abuse, were there any red flags in the beginning that in hindsight, you're like, you know what? I, I should have I sh- I paid attention to that red flag. Go ahead. I'm going to be I'm real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll explain a little bit because there's, there's no shame. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm human. I make mistakes. And yeah. as I say to everybody all the time, this is a no judgment zone. You know, we're going to be real here because it's going to help somebody.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh,
0: right. I started, I moved in with this man after he came home from prison. We knew, we knew each, each other, other we prior. We knew, we knew each, each other for years prior. He um, knew He knew yeah. my family. Um, so, And I knew his. So when he came home from prison, we moved in together. And it wasn't long after that that I started to see little signs, like the fact that he told me that black people couldn't have mental illnesses. um Um, and and so so i was like like, oh i didn't know that mental illness chose certain races um but you know and then as he as time went on even prior to us actually getting married he was accusing me of being in the fbi and for those of you that know me i thought (laughs) it was the cia anyways And then, and then when he I tried to figure out I wasn't the FBI, I was a leader of a gang. And for and those, for those that know me, um, you know, so there were a lot of signs right there. But even up so until, so those were just like kind of random red flags. My biggest red flag was my proposal in marriage. I was, I was proposed to on my birthday, which is, which the, is tw- the 12th. It was yeah. and I at a costume party. Um, so, I um, so I was proposed prepared. to, and he didn't do it in front of my family. He waited for everybody to leave. And then he, and proposed. he proposed to me. And, and then, then two, two days say, later, he said, hey, we're getting, we're getting married, married on Sunday. And so, I said, and oh, well, I don't have a lot of time to plan then. You I'm know, fine. I got to find a address and and, and I got to call my mom. And he, and he was like, like we're no, gonna we're going to do it work. without and our families. I was, and I was like, Oh. oh. Okay, Okay. he was, he was like, dad, yeah, because my family is not going to okay. be able to make it, so, so I'm going to feel uncomfortable, and I think it's unfair if your family comes. Hmm. Well, come my to find mom, out, his, father, his family would have came, but yeah. they didn't know. Uh, um. And, and I, I told my care, family, but, it, but I told it, them that, you know, right? I it was really last minute, and they
2: didn't, they didn't need,
0: need to come, and we were just going to do it alone. And who oh, oh, not to tear up? It broke my dad's heart. But But I did did it. it. And from that that moment moment forward, forward, I knew that I had had gotten myself into a situation where where that man man was was going to make every choice choice for me me moving forward. forward. But But in my brain, brain, that's that's what what a husband does. does. That's what a husband is a leader. So So I was was like, go for it. So yes, yes, my my answer is yes. Next. Next. (laughs) Yay. this is my turn. Um
3: were, were there red it, flags that's, that's the question early on were there red flags or were you completely blindsided by the behavior of your ex my
1: my answer is I've been in both I've been completely blindsided and I've been you know with my ex I seen the red flags, I knew they were there, but I just wasn't in a right state of mind to accept them. So I definitely, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, made excuses, I would say, for them. Now, my other ex before that, um, I didn't see um, those red flags. We were, um, like I was with him. He was like my best friend in the whole wide world. Like he came into my life at a time where I was dealing with a lot of stuff from my childhood. So he like taught me a lot of things like how to be independent, how, you know, to grind and help me get what I need to take care of myself. So I don't have to be dependent on nobody else. So like I fell, you know, hard real quick. And, like, in my eyes, like, he was, like, the greatest. Like, you know, anything he said was golden. Like, I would do a drop of a dime. I would just go out and do it. Been by his side and everything. So, it's like, by the time I did see, he lied a lot. Like, I would say, let me tell you, well, I guess to give you a little bit of back like one day I was over at his house and I seen him driving his car and I was like, well, who car is this is Like, I never seen this car before. And he was like, oh, that's my cousin's car. I said, okay. So the next weekend or whatever I was visiting and I was like, come to find out it wasn't his cousin's car. It was the girl he was trying to talk to. Well, he was talking to while I was not around cause we didn't live in the same town. So, like, I didn't know what he was doing unless, you know, Monday through Friday, I am you know, visit on the weekend. So, when I popped in on the weekend, it's, like, it's when I find out stuff. So, then, like, I didn't find out until the following weekend or whatever. I was down there visiting or whatever, and this person came to the house. A girl came to the house, and she was mad that I was there. And... <laughs> And I seen the same as that car. So I was like, oh, your cousin car? How like she's driving the so-called cousin's car? Right. So we actually
2: like
3: How long were you were you dating before this incident? Seven years. Seven so, years before this incident. Okay. And that was the first <laughs> incident. The first,
1: yeah, yeah. Amanda I said
0: no. Hold on, are we talking about the guy whose name begins with a T? Yes, he well, was red flag, flag, flag central. Flag. She oh, lying to y'all. Oh, oh. Right. well, no, well, look, look, look.
3: Let me say this. She did say that she didn't see any. So I mean, I don't yeah, know what right, that right.
0: means. Right, and and. You it, doesn't really
3: is, oh, it doesn't oh, mean that well, they're not there. It right, doesn't mean they're not there, right? Oh, Sometimes right. they're there, and we love is blind, right? There's a whole song about oh, it, a great song. Okay. <laughs> kind of coincides with what we're talking okay. about. But,
1: okay. yeah. Like, <laughs> I think, you uh, the back because, like, I, I met him at 17, and it's like, he came into the part of my life where things was not right, like I said. So, like, when I said, like, everything was golden, like, everything he spoke, I followed, so it was like it was, it was law. law, yeah, yeah was because law. you were so well, young and you were so vulnerable. vulnerable until it was like to like you know I didn't see the red flags as far as like you know the physical abuse that he put me through because it would happen that like I would have never thought he would you know put his hands on me. That was a, a, a you know that red flag that he was actually you know abusive caught me by surprise.
3: So there was no, there was no anger issues that you noticed or verbal, nothing verbal before it literally went from absolutely nothing to him putting his hands on you. When I would come into town,
1: he would, it's red carpet treatment. There was red carpet treatment when I was around. So that's why it's like, I didn't see the red flags. And then that night when I asked him in that car and I started putting my mind started, you know, going, I started putting two to two together. And I was like, okay, I'm not cool with this. Cause you just got caught in a lie. Then he was like, Oh, so you wouldn't, I was ready to leave. I was ready to be like, you know, I'm done. I'm not going to put up with that anymore because I was already on the verge of being done because, you know, A couple months before that, I had gave him an ultimatum because I wanted to move and I wanted to settle down and move away so we can build a life together. And he just was like, not ready to do that. Not ready to take that step. That's
3: that's a red flag. (laughs) That's a red flag right there. After seven years, after six years, because that's, okay, I can see how you you didn't see the red flags because that is a red flag. It's us, you know, talking about six months, y'all were together. I was so tied
1: up that, like, that bar, I didn't see or didn't acknowledge those mm-hmm. red flags. Red flags. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't until, like, he put his hands on me that I was like, okay, red flag. Well, I never, like, would have suspected. Like, that's something I wasn't, you know, that's why I said that one was unexpected because I would have never suspected it to go that far that it did. Mm. What
0: about you? Because Cassandra, your situation that you speak on is from when you were really young. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you saw the red flags even as a child? or And I don't mean child in a negative or derogatory way at all. But do you feel like you yeah, yeah. saw those red flags as a child? Or do you feel like you were kind of blindsided because you were so young and he was your friend? So I was blindsided with how far... I was more
3: blindsided with the how far it got because we, our fam- we are like sure. our families knew each other. Like, we even shared a, a cousin, which sounds weird, we weren't related, but like his aunt, so his dad's sister had a relationship with like my second cousin and they had a baby. So, technically, like that baby is his cousin because it's his aunt's son and it's my cousin's baby. So, um, our families, like, because our families were so tight. I think that alone made me feel like that he would respect me. However, a hundred percent. I saw I was his best friend. I knew all the girls he played out. I knew all the girls he liked. I knew a lot of what he was doing as far as cheating wise. I would say the, the, the verbal and physical abuse, how bad it got was a little surprising, but that's why I kept saying no to him. He kept asking me to be the girl. I was like, no, no. That's why a week later I felt it in my guts. I felt it in my gut that I made the wrong decision. I was like, nah, let's just, let's just be friends. Let's just go back to, let's rewind hit the rewind button to a week ago where we were still just friends and let's just still be just friends. So absolutely, I, the red flags were, were there. Like I said, not so much the physical and verbal abuse but the just the disrespect, the cheating. I, I already knew he cheated on every girlfriend before me. like, And that's why I kind of wanted to just like, let's just stay friends. I knew the friendship was going to be be ruined. Um, but um, yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Red flags, red flags were red flags being waved.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. And I am, I I'm am still going to ask my question. Okay. It's going to take us a little bit over, so that's okay. Um. um so my, so question my question is, is now, now, as a seasoned, mature, mature adult,
2: adult, what, do you,
0: what do you feel is too is far, too far in, disrespect? in disrespect? And I'm going to go ahead and what, answer first. For me, me, at this point, if I come to you with anything and you you talk me down, down? you gaslight gaslight me, me? you tell me that you're not doing it. it. Now, if you're defending yourself saying, I apologize, that's not what I meant. That's different. But if you flat tell me that my feelings are invalid because you don't feel like you you were doing it. it. That's disrespect. disrespect. And I can tell you right then at that moment, moment, if there's not a discussion and an apology apology that brings brings the entire situation out, I'm out the door. I'm done. done as me as As, an adult and and maybe it's because of what i've been through through, but but me as an adult adult, i don't have time time for all that i'm not i don't want to be your friend i don't want to be your home girl i'm not finna lay up with you we're not finna kick it on the phone no more you about to walk out my life i'm gonna block you on everything and i'm gonna walk because I know my worth now, and I know that I not know, only is my time valuable, valuable. but my energy, my energy and my heart is. is. And if you don't and want you that, 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 I guarantee you, somebody not, out there does. And I'm not and fighting I'm not, for. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, not fighting not for, somebody, for nobody, because if the person is, is the worth, the worth the fight, worth you're going to fight for them. Fight for them. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay. But I'm not going to allow someone to disrespect me or put me down in order to keep them in my life. It will never happen again for me. So how far, how far is, is too far, in my far opinion, is if, we have, is if a we have the conversation and the situation, the situation. continues. Mm. Mm. So how so far is too far, far, far for you far now as an adult, Cassandra? Well, well, I will say it is disrespect looks
3: different, different when you're in a respectful, loving relationship. Yeah right? There's still lines that are going to be crossed because we're human. There's still arguments or or disagreements, I should say that are going to happen because we're human. So I feel like when you're with the right person, the severity of the disrespect isn't as high as the situations we previously talked about. Um, My husband now is, he's amazing, you know, I could sit here and rave about him (laughs) forever. Um, But there are still, of course, like little things that I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't like that. Right. Um, But they're like silly little things. Um, He has a tendency. He's always moving around a lot. Like, so for me, it's like, don't walk away while I'm talking to you. Like I'm trying to talk to you, but, but you talk to me while I was already doing something. So I'm like, okay. But then you just like, stop moving. So the, the, like I said, like the I severity, should, those seem like little but things, but I, that's how it should be. That's that's how it should be. That's a healthy relationship where it's the little things that are disrespect. Um, you know, I always told him a pet peeve of mine is, if I'm asking you something, do not, even as Fitz, hey, what's wrong? He he. he like most men, they internalize. They internalize their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts. And I'll be like, what's wrong? I can see it in his whole demeanor and everything about him that something's wrong. And that's what I'm asking. And he'll be like, nothing. And I'm like, don't tell me nothing. So I'd rather you tell me, hey, look, I really don't want to talk about it right now. But don't tell me nothing. Don't look at me in my eyes and lie to me. And I know that's not the intention. I know he's not trying to lie to me. I know it's not that he's hiding something from me. It's not. Trust me. It's not that. It's not it's that. Not it's just that it's he's sad. he's just a man who keeps everything to himself, so it's like pulling teeth. So that is the disrespect that I I guess in a sense I view as disrespect. Still the cursing, which we don't curse at each other. Um, we, you know, uh, Ying and Yang can attest that I hardly curse at all. Um, but I would say the disrespect that I'm dealing now, which wasn't exactly the question, but I would say um, that's kind of where I'm like, no, like don't tell don't me tell nothing's me. wrong. with Don't look me in the eye and tell me something that's not true. You could still tell me, hey, I just don't want to talk about it. But don't tell me nothing's wrong when I know something's wrong. Just tell me you don't want to talk about it right now. And me, right, then I should respect that. Because it could be disrespectful if I'm pushing. He's telling me I don't want to talk about it right now. So I'm like, no, but tell me. No, but that's not me honoring how he feels. Um, um, so then me wanting to respect him, then I'm like, okay, but we're going to talk about it later. <laughs> we are going to talk about it eventually don't got to be right now so i know not exactly the question that you you asked but just more speaking on um what disrespect looks like in my life now
0: (laughs) i can't hear you I don't know why I don't my know. microphone turned off, but here we, are. here we are. So <laughs> I all I said is it oh makes goodness. sense that that would be your answer because you are a married woman now, mm-hmm. and Sheena and I aren't. You know, we have different experiences right now. Yeah, absolutely. So that would make sense that that's your answer. And I also want to put out there that I know y'all heard her say at the beginning that she is married to Sheena's brother. That is a separate, is a separate brother. brother. Sheena has oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Cassandra aren't like yeah. wives or anything. We're um, not in the thruple. Oh no!
2: I just I'm realized that we throu-pool. never
0: talked about Yang's family, um, except for Adam on a couple of calls. You know, her fifteen-year-old. So awesome. yeah. yeah, I didn't want to throw anything off, and people be like, "Dang, that's a weird situation." And, yeah, and, <laughs> and Yang had her um. Her, her boyfriend's oh, okay. wife on there like no no different oh, okay. brothers y'all different brothers So
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, to, um, to drop that knowledge
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. oh, sure. yeah. good thing I you clarified that. good
3: thing you clarified I, I just... didn't want us to be the next
0: topic on some weird site <laughs> people asking like what's it like being in a trouble <laughs> alright
3: All right. She yeah. Sheena Sheena your okay, question, you're about the same question.
1: So we said the question was, what's the is, ultimate, ultimate, is, ultimate for you now? Now that I am uh, turned 29, so now I'm a 29-year-old, Um, I'm mature. And I guess, you know, I'm a person that I do give a lot of second chances. So I know that about me,
3: but. Second or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yes. 27. We don't want
1: to go there. We're not going to go there. See, those those are the olden days. Okay, we've been matured up from that. Um uh, But I'm just going to yeah. say like, like the, what I need now is like
2: open communication.
1: So, ultimate would be too far for me now. It's like, and it's hard for me to, you already know, y'all know me. It's hard for me to talk about, you know, my feelings and what's bothering me, or I'll just keep it on the side until it's like festering and it begins to, you know, volcano eruption and then it blows out of proportion and then you know everything is all chaotic and then he was like well you should have been said something well no I didn't I let it fester so it would be too much now seeing that I am maturing and I'm growing that once I like and able to communicate that to you like I'm communicating that to you as far as, you know, this, the disrespect or what's bothering me. And you continue to do it. It's like a slap in the face, like, all right, you know that I called disrespect on it. Or you know that I have a problem with this. Or you know this. And then you turn around and continue to do it. It's like, you don't give a, I'm not, I told, I told you, I'm not going to drop no f bombs. So it's like, you don't care. So it's like, at that point, it's like, at this Season age of twenty nine, I'ma say, um, I'll just it's ultimate like you know it's walking like I'm not once I like get to that level and I communicate that to you and you continue to do it then there's nothing else left and then I'll be with Ying. like you know you're you're done after that and then once you're done you're you know you can close and move on. But as far as like, you okay, know, right,
0: when so I, said, okay. I was about to ask you a question, but you actually answered it. And that's why I stopped. That's why I put my hand up and then I stopped because I was going to ask you like, okay, you say, you know, once you communicate it, you're, that's your point that you're done. But I was going to ask you, you know, is that your point that you're done or, or is that your point that you actually cut contact? Like, is that the point? But then you went on to say, you know, that's what, just like with Ying, you know, that's I'm, I'm walking, I'm out. And listen, but I feel like all three of us that went through that journey with whomever we did at whatever age we did, not only did we all learn from it, but we were all able to grow from it. You know, I'm not going to say that communication is always the strongest suit with a lot of people that I know. Like I can tell you my partner in life is not the best with communication um, at all. Um and and another is always laughing because that's That's her brother brother. and she the exact same way and i'm gonna just say that that's all and the other Um, brother
3: the other brother is the
0: exact same way too it's 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 like a thing for them
1: (laughs) we all don't talk
0: about nothing we keep it inside we don't want to but let me say this sheena is really good at communication with other people like she I might she not always be bad, the best of communication in her personal situation and what she's going through, but she does, she does know how to pick up the phone. Like she'll call me and she'll talk to me about yep. stuff and she'll just she like, you know, I, I just want to make fun. sure I'm okay and this isn't like too far deep in my head or things like that. So she's really good at communication in general, which, which I can't I, really say. I don't, I don't know. Cassandra's husband will enough to say whether or not he is. If he's anything like my partner, partner, then he probably absolutely sucks at it. Um, So, so Sheena definitely got the communication genes out of the children. Um, (laughs) Savor it, girl. Savor it. Um, But, but, and that's not talking trash at all. You know, if I need him to communicate with me, he'll finally break down and do it. But if it doesn't need to be said, then then my, my... Plus, plus one, one just, just doesn't say it and he'll, and he'll start tell me like well why do why, why I need, do to, need to, to say to that when you know that and that's a valid point you know he okay. shouldn't have to say things that I already know even if I'm just okay. looking for validation okay. just I have
1: to that you need that reassurance and like you said the validation so we just want to keep hearing it but, but if you if love you yourself the way it.
0: that you're to They say that you're not supposed to have to seek reassurance or validation from anyone but God, but when you deal
2: with a lot of
1: people who change
0: constantly
1: then you 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 get stuck in that wheel you see
0: that's right, I mean, right you got to get yourself out of that wheel and and that's listen, I'm still learning that too, you know me and my ex have been split up for over three years, and me and my current boyfriend have been together for three years. And I can tell you, I still have moments where I'll be like, Hey babe, does this, does this look all right? And number one, he's going to say yes, regardless. (laughs) Yeah. No, so I don't even know why I ask him things. I need to start calling somebody that hates me and be like, yo, do I look cool? Does it look good on me today? You know, because they're going to be honest. Um, But coming to him and saying, Hey, do I look good in this? He's, he's going to get frustrated. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah. And because at some point we have to step up, not as women, I don't want to say as women, At some point as humans, we have to step up and say, Hey, this is my leg. I'm going to stand on it. You're going to either accept it or not. You got to be
1: secure in where you are and not only in your personal life, but in your relationship. If you're secure as where you are in your relationship and where you are with you and your partner, then, you know, you don't need that extra And if you're not
0: secure with your partner, they should not be your partner.
3: I am going to piggyback, though, on what Sheena said. She said you have to be secure with where you are, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I think you have to be secure of who you are. Yeah, where you are, it's going to change all the
0: time.
3: Yeah, and and, and even like where you are in life, right? Because I could be at the bottom, but if I'm secure in myself, if I'm confident in myself, I'm not going to stay at the bottom, right, for for long because I'm going to get myself out of that. Um, where if you're, so if yeah, you're yeah, secure yeah. in who you are and, 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 and it doesn't mean there's a, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. I remember, you know, my parents knew what I was going through with, with my ex, because I mean, especially cause I was so young where right? I was living at home, like they knew. And I remember, you know, like, you know my mom asked me like, why don't you feel like you deserve more? And ironically, I never felt like I deserved, I knew I didn't deserve it. I knew I didn't, but I loved him and I had hope he was going to change. I never looked at it as, Oh, this is what I deserve. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve, I don't deserve to be loved. I never felt that way. I never felt like I deserved it. I knew that I deserved better, but it was getting up the, the, I guess the, the, the courage or whatever you want to call it. To, to be like, no, like, even though I love him, he is not going to change. So I have to make the change. And that's another thing I just want to touch on. It's, with all of our stories, it came down to a choice. We chose, I mean, you chose that day to leave. Sheena, you chose to leave. I chose to leave. Even though they, even if it was them who said, like, I don't want to be with you. It was still a choice that, that we made. And then we chose to stay away. So you choose to not put up with it anymore. You choose to leave and then you choose to stay away from that person. Um, So that was just kind of two things that being secure in who you are and just making that choice for, for you. And it's not easy. If it was easy, none of us would have gone as deep as we had gotten. So it's not easy to put an end to the disrespect and to leave, but it is so, so, so necessary. Not easy, but it's necessary.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to say that I, I I agree with you, and and you clearing that up because that's ultimately what I meant mm-hmm. to say. Security mm-hmm. uh-huh. are for more in yourself, so I'm glad uh-huh. you you piggyback.
0: Awesome. Well, I don't know awesome. about y'all, but I feel well, like this has been a very productive little chat. A very
2: productive little
0: chat. Um, yeah. I hope so. I hope to helps somebody. So. And so that's my biggest thing. And That's all we're trying to right. do here. Now, guys, if you're going through something bad and you need to reach out again, mine and Sheena's inbox is always open. I'm sure that Cassandra, who is homegirl's homegirl, feels exactly the same. If you just need to talk to somebody or, or things have just gotten too far and you don't know how to approach it or how to let go or what to do, reach out. Because even if we can't help you, we can definitely direct you to resources that can. You know, and that's the biggest yeah. thing still yeah. Yeah. one to remember. Um, before we jump off of here tonight, I do want to go ahead tonight. and touch on our business spotlight for the day. Our business spotlight is something called business Everyday, business everyday dose. Dose. Called every dose. Listen, y'all, listen listen y'all. this is a mushroom coffee that has absolutely changed how I function, function as a person um, I I and, function. Function. and with the ADHD that we can all the see ADHD. that I have as a person on a okay. constant basis. Especially on here. Um, I want to point out that this coffee helps you focus. It, it helps you with energy levels. And I don't know about other coffee drinkers, because I'm a coffee drinker that'll drink coffee on and off all day if I have to in order to get through the day. But there's no caffeine crash with this coffee. And that's the biggest thing for me that was important. For um, me, it doesn't have a horrible taste. I don't know how many people have tried I don't it, know. but I just I want to say everyday but dose, if nothing it's else, is worth, nothing else worth nothing the else trial box. The it is definitely box. worth taking the time it's to it. try it. To see if it does work for you. You won't see a big effect the first like two, three days. But by the day time you hit day five, you're going to feel it. You're going to see it. And it's worth the $30 to try it. So I just want to throw that out there. Go do your own research. I always encourage everyone to look more into it. Make sure you're not allergic to anything. You know, make sure that this is going to fit you, your lifestyle and your needs. It's just something I prefer to do over taking medicine. So, you know, Everyone so, do what you so, need to you want- do after consulting with your doctor. Don't take my advice. I'm not a doctor, people. I'm in property management. You know, so don't take my word as medical advice. Okay, not take because I get mine from the aliens. Well, with that being said, y'all, y'all have a great night. We will see you next week, live at 11. And just keep in mind Yang Yang the podcast is two people, two two opinions, two two real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, y'all. Thank you guys for having me. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Sandra.
3: It was so much fun. I love you guys. Thank you guys for listening wherever you're listening. Y'all have
0: a great night. Y'all have a great night.